Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. It's a travel day for me. I'm leaving Poland today, headed into Amsterdam, have an overnight in Amsterdam, and then I'm headed home to Texas. So, because it's a travel day, you get an archive episode that I love. Claustrophobic relational pressure. Give it a listen. I think it is still so very, very timely in our lives right now. I pray that it encourages you to go deeper with him and possibly to connect with me. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. On today's episode, drawn from my most recent Move On Monday at NB McCready on my public Facebook page, I want to give you some insight into deep claustrophobic relational pressure. If ever you have been dominated If you have felt the hush of powerlessness come over you, whether as a child or as an adult or both, I want you to listen today. Because in our recent times of things that are happening, when people think that they can do to you whatever they want and it doesn't matter, this is the mantra of an abusive, murderous spirit. Take a listen and take charge of your own life. I hope that this provokes you deeper in your personal process with God. Hey everybody, great to see you. Welcome to Move On Monday's Claustrophobic Relational Pressure. So this is a term that I coined uh, because as I realized growing up that when I felt suffocated and smothered by abuse, Uh, that there was this pressure put on me to meet the demands and the needs of other people that were not my responsibility uh, and not within my capacity, nor was it the timing for all of those things. So good morning to all of you who are called to great levels of responsibility in this hour of history and the hours to come because this is a part of receiving revelation so that it can become reality. Good morning, everybody. So that we can take responsibility for the metric that God has put upon us. Many of you are called to a greater measure than what you know. And so where there is great responsibility, oftentimes there is great pressure. And so, you know, the real mantra of a murderous, abusive spirit This is what it says to you, literally, when it is abusing you, trying to control you, trying to dominate you, is what it's saying to you is, I can do to you whatever I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you literally experience a relational claustrophobic pressure That because someone, either physically, sexually, mentally, verbally, emotionally, in whatever way possible, they're basically saying to you, I can do to you whatever I want, and there's nothing that you can do about it. You do not matter. What I want is what matters. 
So on whatever level or measure that this comes to you, this abusiveness where things and people are used outside the God-given purpose, there is this smothering effect. So if that happened to you when you were younger and someone dominated you, they weren't really developing you, they were dominating you, then there's this internal pressure that you're constantly, good morning everyone, please share this while it's live and in the repost, is that there's this unbelievable, you're trying to, to, to um, you're trying to um, alleviate this unbelievable pressure that you feel within. So when any time someone starts to get close, okay, anytime someone wants to have real true, uh, close, intimate relationships, conversations, any of that, there's this unbelievable suffocating feeling. It's really more than a feeling. I'm not really talking about an emotion. I'm talking about an atmospheric shift. Just like you can tell when a storm is brewing, there is a barometric a pressure that begins to shift and atmospheric patterns that begin to happen. And you begin to feel those same things. So God has said to us that he is setting a table for us. The Father's table is set for you in the presence of your enemies, not in the absence of your enemies, because he's about to set you free. He's going to free you from the early frustrations of life that dominated you, that controlled you. See, this is a part of the real building of a personal culture of discipleship within, because discipleship is the only thing that can really bring you into your full destiny with the Lord. And so when God begins to go after the internal places, how many of you know when God starts going after the internal places that even God wanting to be closer to us stirs that claustrophobic relational pressure and so even intimacy with God and all of that is just like, really, I don't really want to get into all that. <laughs> I just, hey, Ryan Stanley, good to see you. You know, we're just like, really, Lord, just let me work for you. Just tell me what to do. But don't, don't be pressing in on me with all this intimacy and things like that. And so I don't want to just get people healed from the things of the past. I want to get you delivered from your attempts to control all of that so that you'll be willing to go with him, move with him, know him, and live in the deepest intimate oneness and closeness that is, that is possible. So when things of the past are going to fight him, they have to be exposed, they have to be seen, so that they can be dealt with by the cross, and so that the new man who was made to live in oneness Okay, not to be dominated, but to live in the fullest freedom possible. You see, then we, we've got to see these things for what they really are. So many people are trying to get healed from maybe childhood traumas, things like that. But you, you have to ask yourself, delivered to what? Am I just going to now move in greater levels of my own independent freedom? So my goal is always to get you to Him, is to promise you Him because we are about to experience one of the greatest moves of Holy Spirit. Well, maybe the greatest move. I don't know. Sometimes you try to find words to describe these things and you just have to be careful. But I'm telling you what God is about to do inwardly in us is going to break out. 
publicly, but we've got to be in our fullest freedoms personally. And every one of us is still in process, moving more and more towards that. So I just wanted to give some wording to this because again, many people, men and women, are still not in full, um, um, maybe full awareness of the oppressive, controlling, smothering, abusive, um, you know, uh, oppressive atmospheres that they're trying to control. That's why anytime anybody tries to control you, dominate you, you have such a strong, strong reaction to that. Nobody's going to control me. Nobody's going to do this. No way. No. And so let's say you're in positions of leadership, let's say, and, and you, you know, you've lived in your own strength for a long time. And uh, by golly, nobody's going to control me. And nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'll, I'll be in charge. And there's true calling. You know, you have true gifting and calling, but oftentimes what can be happening is you're now caught in a web personally of, of being uh, a controller. You're a dominator because nobody's going to dominate you. And any hint of it, any hint of it whatsoever, all your mechanisms go into overdrive. And uh, whether that's I'll control others by people pleasing and uh, being perfect because if I'm perfect, nobody can find anything to criticize and maybe living under the slow drip of a critical um, atmosphere that um, you, you know, it is just oppressive to you when someone wants to correct you, that kind of thing. So now frustrations, if you look at and you let Holy Spirit really show you, where do you get extremely frustrated um, now? What brings just literally, you can feel it ratcheting up inside of you. Then letting Holy Spirit build a bridge from where you are right now and build that bridge to maybe show where that abusive, um, controlling, um, oppressive atmosphere was present previously. And so anytime it even gets close to doing that now, man, it doesn't take much. You're just like, you're off the charts. So now frustrations, now current pressure is oftentimes an indicator to when that came to you early on and someone by their actions or their literal words said to you, I can do to you whatever I want. There's nothing you can do about it. And there is such a hush of powerlessness. It is an unbelievable oppressive spirit that comes over you uh, that you literally, even today, will feel powerless when there's like nothing around you that's, you know, you're a free adult, you know, you, but when you can feel it come over you and literally you can't speak, you have a difficult time gathering your thoughts, you go into confusion, there comes strife, um, then there begins to be uh, relational um, uh, difficulties, this claustrophobic, I would do anything to avoid that feeling. If you've ever said those words, I can't stand that feeling, I can't stand it when that happens, I can't stand it, why? Why can't you stand that? Okay, so 
Here are some other wordings maybe to help you identify some of this. When God says he's going to set a table for you in the presence of your enemies, and if your enemies are distress, they are what we call bondage. When you feel very tight in certain situations, it's just like you're bound. Um, when this narrow place, like you can, you know, some people call them panic attacks and this claustrophobic relational pressure that as long as everything is lighthearted and good and everybody's, you know, operating under your charm, everything's fine. But the minute someone, you know, goes one step deeper, one drawer pull away and you open up to talk about different things, suddenly you just feel this unbelievable pressure upon you. Um, then you have to look at that. To be besieged, overwhelmed, means to be surrounded in order to be captured. It means to uh, have a forced surrender where you had to say yes. You have to say yes to somebody even though everything in you screams no. My friends, that's, that is evidence of, you know, of an abusive uh, force. Uh, something wants to take control of you. Something wants to keep you from being able to go in and out, to have free movement. Wants to keep supplies limited, makes you have to learn to live with less, that you barely feel like you can ask for anything without being selfish. You scold yourself, um, that you feel crowded around oppressively and you feel like you can't breathe. You're inundated with large numbers of requests. This one is so powerful. Whenever it feels like literally people are putting demands on me from everywhere, okay, and it could just be the small household tasks of taking care of your own house or taking care of large projects. But when you feel inundated with large numbers of requests, you feel besieged. And that's when, say as a child, some, an adult comes to you and puts their adult need on you. Whether that is sexually, when an adult puts their sexual needs upon a small child, you can, you can definitely... Uh, know that there is this unbelievable pressure that an adult is asking a child to meet the adult's need. That could be that the, the adult needs to look perfect, so therefore they put a, a, a request, they put a demand upon a child to be perfect. And anybody that knows when you have young children Okay, you're not going to be able to always control them, nor are they always going to control the, themselves. And how many of you know, man, that starts to really, you know, that starts to really push your buttons inwardly. Okay, so those who have been dominated, then they start wanting to dominate others because, listen, we can't have all that. We can't have all that disorder. You got to settle down, got to settle down, right? So it can make you feel tied up and shut up. It makes you feel pressed. You begin to experience hostility. You begin to feel vexed, which means to be aggravated, to get riled up. You feel bugged. You feel anger, annoyed, exasperated. You feel harassed, uh, which it, to be harassed is aggressive intimidation, to be bullied. Um, it's repeated small-scale attacks. I mean, I love this detail, all right? Repeated small-scale attacks. 
It's what I call a chicken on crack, okay? It's like you're getting pecked to death by something, and it seems small, like a beak, you know? It doesn't feel... But repeated pecks, how many of you know you're just like, oh my gosh, you've got to get off of me. Leave me alone, right? So again, we may just call it trouble and trauma. But did you know that all of that, as it does describe trauma at many different levels, that trauma is deep disturbances that result in damaged and delayed development. Because where there is this pressure and this controlling and this abusive uh, relational claustrophobic pressure, um, the point of it is to shut down your development. Religion, I would consider religion, uh, definitely within the life of a Christian, trying to be good, I consider that to be something that deeply, deeply disturbs the development of the sons of God. And because now I'm trying to be good, it's all about how I look and how I sound and how I present and what people think. And they've got to see me as highly successful and all has to be well and everything looks good. And this is about my gift and on and on it goes. That definitely shuts down the organic, intimate uh, development in that abiding oneness. So whenever people get too close uh, see too much. That's why you have to ha stay in surface relationships. And, um, you know, this is where we have to recognize that these are not things that, this is not counseling's job. This is discipleship's job. Because all of that is all the ways I've been trying to handle that pressure. Now I try to keep everyone at arm's length, okay? Because if you get too close... <laughs> then you could get dominated, okay? <laughs> All right? And so I will never have anybody have that kind of control over me, okay? Yet, here, what is my calling? Um, is to come to Him in the greatest measures of intimacy possible. John 17, Jesus said, Father, I pray that they would be one with you, just like I'm one with you. They mean to be one with you. You are spirit. They are spirit. They've made you just like them. The whole reason you were made new was so that you could be one with them. I don't know if you can get any closer than that. And the closer God wants to come and the closer he wants you to come to him, what starts triggering off are all of these pockets and places within us that literally the very thought of being close and someone seeing all of that or whatever it may be, literally uh, can put us in a panic. We see this, the inability of the self-life to live as one and, and to rest in God's presence. We see it in Genesis 3, like the moment that Adam and Eve um, were awakened because now they're independent from God because sin brought death, which brought separation from life. That's what death is. So they were separated from God himself. And it says that when they heard him coming, they hid themselves because of their nakedness, because of their self-consciousness, because of their independence, okay? The word embarrass and shame means to hinder movement. When you're self-conscious, you've got to move, you know, everything's got to look just so. Well, that, we're not going to be able to look like that if we're going to move um, with the Father. We're, we're not going to be able to look pretty 
at all times. Mm -hmm. We are not going to be able to look perfect. You have to know you are perfect in spirit. The, the, the point isn't to look perfect. Okay, so that, that a righteous man, a perfect man, can fall down. Okay, okay, can fall down, but he just gets back up. How many of you know that when a person is trying to be perfect, falling down is not an option? And if I fall down, oh my goodness, what's the first thing you do? Look around to see who saw you. <laughs> Are any of y'all laughing at yourselves like I'm laughing at myself? I'm like, if I fall down, the first thing I'm doing, like, who saw that? Like, I'm not even looking to see, am I injured or, or anything? All right. But do you understand that the church, it's time for the church, the people of God, the men and women, the male and female sons of the living God. I'm telling you now, it's time for real time engagement now. And so you control freaks out there. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. Okay. When we are trying to control everything, we don't want to be under the control. of it. There is so much rage. I'm just going to use a very strong word. There is so much rage inside those who are experiencing claustrophobic relational pressure. Like I'm charming until you touch just that certain spot. And then I will control you by going completely out of control. Do you understand the point of anger is that I will freak you out so that I can get you under control. Well, someone freaked me out when I was younger to keep me under control. Do you understand it's generational, it passes. And that kind of pressure can only be managed oftentimes uh, in, limited, in limited ways. But I'm telling you, God is determined to walk us into the greatest depths of freedom. And wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom, there is liberty. Many are declaring that this coming Sunday, I believe, May 31st, the day of Pentecost, is not gonna be celebrated, it's gonna be observed again maybe in the strongest way ever. It took the outpouring of Holy Spirit to birth the church. It's going to take the breakout of Holy Spirit to move and mobilize the church. And Galatians 3, the Apostle Paul said, who has put this spell on you? I'm telling you, I think the church is getting ready to awaken out of her stupor because what it says in Galatians 3 is, what, what is all this craziness going on? Who has put this spell on you? Who has vexed you? Who has aggravated you? Who has exasperated you? Who has put this bewitching spell on you? That you who began in the Spirit think now you're going to finish and come to perfection by the flesh, by the good. So many of you are about to awaken. Yeah, there's about to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I like to use the word Holy Ghost when I'm getting serious, okay? <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit. Now, He lives inside of you. As a matter of fact, you are one with Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. Anyone who's been joined to the Lord has been made one spirit with Him. And Holy Spirit is the only one who can invigorate and who can, who can energize the new man to live. You see... The grace of God, the power of God, the ability of God, the might of God is about to come up in you, awaken in you. And you are one with him in spirit. But when the new man keeps choosing to live by his flesh, like to manage that feeling, I keep getting brought back to this. Many of you are spending your whole life 
trying to keep yourself from feeling a feeling. I can't stand that feeling. I can't stand it when that happens. I don't want anybody to get close to me. I don't want anything to happen. Whatever that might be for you, I want you to understand that's not actually a feeling as in an emotion. It's a pressure that is still being applied by demonic forces. I can't even believe I'm going to call it out like this, but I am. And they're lying dormant and hidden. They're attached to... Now, look, you're not possessed if you're born again. I'm not saying you're possessed, but it almost feels like it if people touch you in the wrong way. Because they look at you, they're like, oh. If people around you have that look on their face, oh, and they back up. And for a temporary moment, you feel all powerful. I'm going to tell you something that I've written in my book. I'm going to tell you something is you're being dominated by the same spirit that dominated you when you were a kid. Hmm? See, this is something that shocks us when God begins to awaken us. And the same spirit, the same demonic forces that came to dominate you in the night when you were a kid are the same ones that are dominating you today and you think that's you because ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. That's the same mantra that was on your abuser, the same mantra that was upon the person that tried to dominate you. And that spirit transferred to you. And you thought that was you, and it's morphed throughout the years. And I'm telling you, deeply embedded demons that have been hiding, they've been controlling you, but they have been hidden in their operations. Because they can only operate as long as you stay in your flesh. When you stay in your... Now, I'm not talking about bad behavior. I'm talking about flesh as the very um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 in the Amplified Classic says, flesh is the behavior governed by a corrupt nature. It's all the behavior that goes with the old life. But we're called, according to Romans 6, to behave and conduct our business in newness of life. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. So if you're going to start moving when the Holy Ghost is poured out in the greatest measure possible, it's about to happen. He's about to do it. Okay? Then right before that, there is about to be one of the greatest exposures of all that corrupt behavior that is all the means of meeting your own needs and trying to stay in power and control and dominating, okay? And, um, and if anybody tries to correct you, rebuke you, bring instruction to you, which is what fits you for every good work of God, uh-uh, you ain't having it. Ain't nobody gonna tell me, okay? So I want you to understand this claustrophobic relational pressure that you feel when people get too close, like, no, I can't speak, you know, that hush comes over you, whatever it may be. I want you to understand God is about to expose to you what has been controlling you like a puppet. And you have thought it was you. It's not. Because when things come in, when you're young and vulnerable and powerless, and they stay hidden, Okay, and they stay hidden underneath. Let me tell you, God loves you so much and wants you to move with Him so much. I'm telling you, He's about to do things that you have hoped would never have to be seen 
And I'm not saying everybody's going to see it. I'm, the, the most important thing is that you see it. And, and feelings, those feelings are not emotions. That's the same overwhelming, vexing, um, and abusive, controlling um, presence that came upon you when you were a child. That's what that is. It's not an emotion. And when that thing is actually controlling you, you are like, I'll do anything not to have to feel that. I've got to get in control of this. I can't have this, right? Or you might be trying to control the anger and rage in someone you live with, okay? And so your entire life is spent trying to manage others. My friends, that's not our call. And all that stuff is about to be seen for what it is because you can't counsel demons. You have to crucify them by crucifying your own flesh, which is the door that lets them in. The Apostle Paul, when he speaks about the demonic, when he speaks about flesh in the New Testament, it's the greatest impeding power to the Holy Spirit within you that's present. So you better know that the cross is coming for it all. It's about to come for it all. And I'm, I'm saying to those of you that, that are seeking this out, okay? I mean, I am in this up to right here presently. This school <laughs> is ongoing. But I'm telling you, God is getting ready to deliver. And the cross... Through the death of Jesus is what disarmed every demon. It is the power that holds all flesh in its place of death. It is what deals with everything. You don't have the wit and wisdom, okay, to deal with all of this. It's okay. You were never meant to. See, my friends, you can't fail at something that's not your job. You understand it's not your job to control all those things that are trying to control you. God is about to set us free so that we can move on with him. And this claustrophobic relational pressure that comes as an indicator to you. Because, see, we're fine as long as everything is fine. I want you to pay attention to the moments when it all goes wild inside. That's what I want you to, want you to pay attention to. The Holy Spirit, you better believe, Pentecost is about to happen. Pentecost is about to happen for the now church, for the mobilizing of the church to be who she's supposed to be. Because my friend, someone is discipling nations, and I think it was meant to be the church, the people of God getting out into culture, getting out in every place that they're called to. What we have called a church is over. We are not going to use fivefold ministry gifts to conduct Sunday services and then everybody goes home for a nap. Mm -hmm. We're coming off of man's calendar. Sometimes people ask me, Nancy, it's like Memorial Day. Why are you still doing Move on Monday? Because God is still moving. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. That we're still moving because hell ain't going to stop because it's a holiday. Okay? But see, we get on man's calendar. Now, look, I'm not talking about not honoring those who have given their lives. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we have to keep moving with God no matter what. Okay? Jesus said in John 14, 30 and 31 in the Amplified Classic, 
He said, the enemy is coming, so I'm not going to be talking with you as much. He said, because the enemy is coming. But now I don't have anything in me that corresponds with him, but he's still coming. And Jesus said, basically, this is my paraphrase, that his wartime strategy, when the enemy is coming, he said, I am in full agreement with my father's orders. 100% agreement. See, the time is no longer, well, I know that that's what God expects, and I know that's what I should do. No, no, no. He's about to put you in such deep agreement with him that even though the enemy is still coming, you're like, I'm moving with my father. I actually agree with him. I understand his ways. I am going to move with him. I believe this. This is my philosophy. I agree with the divine philosophy of God, which happens to be Jesus Christ himself. You want to know how God thinks? Look and listen to Jesus. He is God's philosophy. I'm telling you, we are about to get up and leave behind all of the demonic oppression that has been over our lives. Doesn't mean the devil's not going to keep coming, but we move with God. If we'll take up Jesus's wartime strategy and be in 100% agreement with the Father's orders, and then Jesus said, so let's get up and let's rise from here and let's go. Let's keep going. Let's go with the Father. So whatever it is, my friends, whatever it is that's trying to shut you down, shut you up, control you, you're going to have to break out. God is not asking you to submit to a smothering, claustrophobic, controlling, dominating force. And many men and women, many men, many men and women were dominated by sexually abusive experiences and I'm telling you, it's not until you go further with God that you really begin to see the residue of what has been left within you about that. Because you got yourself educated and professional, and you got you some money and some status, and you're moving along and you're good, and you think all of that is over. It's not. Look at the faces of those closest to you. I'm going to be watching Wynn's face today and Caitlin's face today. I think there might still be a couple of pockets of where I'm trying to dominate. <laughs> now listen to me. I'm telling you, God is dealing with all of us. And let's don't act like that's something to be shocked about. Okay? Nobody's arrived. We're in school, my friends. We are in the Holy Spirit school of sonship, getting ready for the most breakout hour of history. So there you have it. Okay, I think that's enough. It's time to move on with God. Let Holy Spirit show you what is happening in you and don't try to fix it by your good. Say, Holy Spirit, develop me. Develop me for the purposes of the Father. That word he wrote over my life, let's live that. Let's do that, Holy Spirit. The hunger for real living I know is breaking out in many of you. And you may not know how to move forward, but God, through discipleship, instructs his sons. There is not going to be a maturing church without the missing element of true, deep discipleship where we learn to live as Christ by the nature of his, of his life in us, by the same one who raised him, which is Holy Spirit, to get up and get out of our sleepy shut down churches. And I love the church. She saved me and she raised me. And I'm going to return the favor. Church, get up. Wake up.
We've got to begin to see the new wineskin. We've got to see, if we go back and try to crawl back into an old wineskin, I'm telling you, we're gonna be in trouble. Having church, what does that mean? And I don't wanna be cliche-ish and just say, oh, let's be the church. Yeah, you be the church. <laughs> okay, how? Hmm? I'm telling you, God is about to mature his sons. There's about to have and be an emerging of the corporate son that the father has always wanted. There's about to be a bride that's about to make herself ready. There's about to be a temple of the Holy Spirit, a tent of meeting this oneness with them. And that's why your claustrophobic relational pressure issues have to get dealt with because you have to be one with the Father. Getting closer to Him cannot be something to be avoided. God can't be something to be controlled by your good behavior. Like, look, God, I've done enough, you know, like, leave me alone. And there's a lot of high-level, responsible people, work ethic people, that haven't dealt yet with a lot of, uh, you know, they're used to meeting the demands of a lot of people. They've taken great pride in it but they're doing it out of themselves. And their work ethic and all of that and having to be so highly responsible and all of that and I'm never appreciated and you know, I work hard and nobody else does and why don't the people of God get it? You know, it's like, I'm telling you, that's about to get broken. Uh, because a lot of that high level responsibility stuff is about to be shown for what it is so that we can move into taking real responsibility for our real metric, our real calling to the Father. Because that old stuff has breeded nothing but resentment, bitterness, anger, criticism, bad-mouthing the sheep, okay? It's produced a lot of things deeply and inwardly, uh, and um, there's a lot of pride around it. Um, you know, so um, there's just a lot of things that are about to get exposed that need to be, and we need to see that, okay, in ourselves and in others as something absolutely necessary. Because in all of that self stuff, okay, there's a lot of hidden sin and indulging and lying and blaming and sexual sin. It's called the Esau syndrome, and it's in... Um, it's like the elder brother. It's like the, this, this older, I've always been responsible, you know, and I've had to be, you know. A lot of that comes from the early years. Maybe you had to listen to parents who told you all their problems and you felt smothered by an overprotective mother. See, this isn't counseling. This isn't Freudian, my friends. This is discipleship, okay? And that this is where we have attempted to handle all the pressures uh, independent from God. That's, that's what that is. I mean, the explanations, my friend, we ain't that complex. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> it's really quite simple when you bring everything to the Word of God. Now, I understand that it can get complex and crazy, but I'm telling you, the, the cross of Jesus Christ can reach into your crazy and walk you straight out sane. Hmm? So maybe I'll make me a t-shirt, you know, straight out of Leviathan. 
okay, straight straight out of the, the king of the children of pride, all of those who have been such hard workers, you know, and I've always had to be the responsible one. And I all, you know, that's why chapter six in my book is called I Nominate Me because nobody around here knows what to do. So I guess I'm going to have to do it. Do you understand that? that uh, anyway, I'm getting too deep in it. <laughs> and I don't mean deep, like, oh, it's so deep. I just mean like, I, if I can't really res explain a lot of it, I need to be careful what I uncork, okay? <laughs> but here's what I'm telling you, is God is coming. And I don't know if something spectacular is gonna happen this coming Sunday because it's the day of Pentecost, but I'm telling you, the move of God, we're in it. We are in it. And I don't want to hype something up. I don't want another man-made anything. I don't want a Nancy-made anything. But I want to walk with him straight into what it is that he is doing. But I do know this, that the, that the church, the new man, you know, we were never meant to do anything in independence. We were meant to live 100% abiding in the power of Holy Spirit, because that's how Jesus lived and accomplished everything as the Son of Man. Holy Spirit is about to break out. And that's to empower us to live unto the Father. And so any bondages, any places that you're still wound up so tight trying to control others, or you're being controlled, you're being dominated by people in your private life, it's over. I'm, I'm telling you, God has given us warnings. He has told us. He has tried to show us. I'm telling you, he's, it's about to happen. We have got to let him do. We have got to let him do it his way for his purposes. So here we go. And someone the other day, let me close with this. Someone the other day, you know, reminded me of a very, very strong truth that the caliber of your ask has a lot to say about the depth of maturity that you're in or moving into. Are you just asking God for a rescue? Are you just asking God to make that feeling go away? Or are you asking the Father Father, I'm asking you to do in me whatever it is that you need to do. Give me understanding. Bring, bring clarity to me. Revelation, show me what you're doing. I don't want to rescue. I'm asking for a full-blown resurrection, the Holy Ghost poured out, that I can get up and live as a maturing son. Okay, Your ask reveals a lot about where you are. But if you're asking God to make everything normal again, God, take me back, you know, just like when people say, oh, I want to go back to my first love. Sometimes what they're saying is they want to go back to the early days of when they were first born again and everything was so, you know, it came so easy. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. He said, I'm bringing you back to your first love. Who is, who is that? That's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But you're never going back to the early days when you were an infant, a toddler. It's time that we that we start moving from milk to meat? And then are we moving and helping others move from milk to meat? Is there a passing on, a turning and strengthening the brethren? Is there an equipping, a reproducing? 
You see, if I say that I'm a fivefold ministry gift in the local church or to the body of Christ at large, what am I reproducing? Hmm? If it's just all my product, if it's just, uh, you know, I'm getting bigger and fatter, but the church isn't. Mm. There's supposed to be a reproducing of fivefold giftings. There's supposed to be a, an equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry. I'm telling you, churches, we know it. Oh, thank God it's over. I thank God for what it was. But you've got to hunger and long to be who you are and be the church that he's calling forth. And it, when we spend more time training greeters than we do equipping sons, when we spend more time making sure that everybody feels welcome, but the Holy Ghost can't move, okay? Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, I'm just letting God come and convict me, you know, because I want, I want to be a doorkeeper in the house of God, but the door I want to keep is the one Jesus speaks of in Luke eleven fifty two. It's the door of where you start saying, you, you see that, go with Jesus, go with him, go in. And it's those who have been set free from themselves, turn and strengthen the brethren and begin to, to teach them and instruct them and walk with them and, and not do it for them, but begin to mature them. I mean, this has to happen. You know, it's like, it, it has to happen. It has to happen. You know, this, when I talk about pitching the tent of his presence, my friends, I'm talking about a spiritual reality. I'm not talking about some ministry at a church. I'm talking about the spiritual reality of God's presence in the tent of meeting, uh, the meeting he is calling for. And when that begins to happen, Oh my. Okay, so you got all that? Okay, I hope you enjoy your holiday today. Yes, I do. But we got to get going deep within and with Him. So there is a way, my friends. There is a way. If there's not, if everything I talk about, if when I turn this camera off, if there isn't a way for me to live that out and there's not a way for me to help others to live that out, then I don't really know what we're doing. Okay, so I don't have any programs, but I do have processes. You know, there is fivefold ministry teaching and equipping and uh, the, 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 the prophesying that actually reveals, doesn't tell people's fortunes, but actually reveals uh, the divine will of God. That's more the prophetic that we need is the divine will of the Father. And it says that when that starts happening, whether you're a believer or unbelievers coming into your midst, it says that it then will reveal the secrets of men's hearts to them. They will fall on their face and worship God and declare, surely he is among us in very truth. He has come. It's about to go psychedelic, okay? I'm just telling you, it's about to go psychedelic by the Spirit of God. So it's going to be pure. It's going to be clean. It's going to be on fire. It's going to be wild. It's going to be something you can't control. And yet it's going to be so powerfully and in order, whatever God means by order. It's, it's about to happen. Are you a person and are you in a place where that's going to be allowed? We're all going to have to bow. All have to move with him. And this is not going to be some reckless explosion. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be where God starts telling off all the people that you want to get told off. Okay, <laughs> That's not, you know, it, this is what God's long range plan has always been. God, my friends, has a plan. 
and and it's a it's it, it is he but he wants to tell those who will listen and who will cooperate ahead of time so that we can be ready for the full-blown harvest and outpouring that's about to happen. Most of the wineskins right now, they couldn't handle it if the masses started coming through the door. I mean, everybody might get a handshake because the greeters are so trained, but where's the presence? Where's the fire? Where's the understanding of the Father's ways? Where is the equipping and then sending out into all avenues of culture? Not, you know, get them in the seats and, oh, I hope these seats get filled. Well, only for a short period of time. Because we're about to have to be, the church has to be, discipling nations. That happens when you have places of influence so that what you say carries weight, so that the power that's working in you begins to ignite people unto God. So anyway, I love you all, and I appreciate the time. I've gone way over what I expected, so thank you. I appreciate it. I pray that you'll share this. I hope it encourages you, awakens you, affirms you, and confirms what God has already been saying to you giving you fresh vocabulary to understand the bigger picture of what God is doing. Please don't get lost in the minutiae of your life. And do not stay in claustrophobic relational pressure. Let's let God come His way. Okay? All right. I love you all. Look forward to reading all your comments. Thank you for all the hearts. Thank you for everything. So here we go. Love you all. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.